Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome back to Rebel Reject Create. And today, my very special guest is Catherine McDonald, who is a leadership coach and a lean coach, and she's very involved with training and coaching both executives and teams within organizations. And I really wanted to speak to Catherine because I talk a lot about lean and agile concepts, totally out of context. Thought it was time we got a real expert on the show. So, hey, Catherine, welcome. Hi, David. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. I'm going to dive right on into it. And in our sort of pre-show discussion, you, you mentioned this idea that people are far more creative in their personal capacity than on their, in their professional because you have more autonomy there and that organizations tend to not like autonomy. So from your perspective, as someone who works with organizations and people, what's going on there? What is the problem with autonomy? Okay, so I'll try and break that question down a little bit. So yes, on a personal level, I think we all have more autonomy in our lives. We can get up in the morning, we choose what we want to wear, what to have for lunch, we choose our after work events we choose what we want to do for the weekend and that all adds you know great spice to life we have um you know it, it it adds so much to how we feel about life to our emotions to our happiness and then we have work so what happens is i suppose what has happened for years in workplaces is that workplaces have standards they have policies they have a particular way in which they want their employees to work so there's rules and they expect, you know, when employees come in, they expect them to follow those rules. And what that does, I suppose, to a certain extent, when employees are very much that way, is it can block people's creativity. So they no longer can be as creative, creative as they are in their personal lives. They have to do what the organization wants them to do in the way that the organization wants them to do it. So I think a lot of the time that's the problem with work. You know, there isn't enough creativity. There isn't enough room and space and time to just... Um, experiment and explore and get excited by stuff, you know? So that's, I think, you know, a huge problem in workplaces and companies for many, many years now. So, you know, I do think, you know, moving into the lean side, I think what lean management has taught me and, and so my own experiences, my own time spent studying lean, the difference with lean management is to, to traditional management is that lean is really all about respect for people it's built on respect for people and it's built on this idea that people in the workplace are creative they are valuable mm -hmm. they have skills and abilities and talents and lean management is about recognizing that and it's about giving people chances to be more creative so traditional management is all about command and control it's all about we write the policies we give them to you we expect you to follow them lean management is about wow you know you're you're here on board now you're part of the team Let's hear your side. Let's hear what you think can be done in this particular process or task to, to make it more important. You tell us, you're the person doing the work. You tell us what you think and, and we'll listen and we will improve our processes based on you and the team, you know, really bring, bring your suggestions and ideas to us. So that's the difference. So yeah. Lean really does it. It is all about giving people more. And you mentioned the word autonomy, giving teams and people more autonomy, you know, in work, autonomy, like freedom, to do things the way they want to do it 
Um, and it's it's done by a collaborative approach. You know, it's all about leadership. So the difference between lean management and, and traditional management, it's really built on this idea that the leadership is different. It's not about lean, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the leadership approach. So I think that's why it's, 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 it's really key for organizations. A lot of people see lean in a lot of different ways, but to me, it's really about the leadership approach, you know, bringing people together, collaboration, all of that allows people to use their creativity. And when people are creative, they tend to be more engaged in their work. When people are more engaged, they're more likely to obviously come up with more solutions and ideas. And um, again, the leader is really important there, making people feel safe and trusting people to do that. And all of that then leads to continuous improvement in a way that you can never reach when you just give pers a person a job and expect them to do something. Uh, and what happens is they'll do it that way and they'll do it that way for months and years and nothing changes. And then the organization doesn't change. And then you've got a problem in terms of company and viability. So that's the difference. Right. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I wanted to interrupt you about five times there, but uh, I'm going to pick up on the last thing that you said is that uh, when you've got all these rules, this command and control model, people do what you say and they just keep on doing that and nothing ever changes. And eventually you get a problem. Is command and control past its sell-by date? Should we just get rid of the whole thing? So leaders, the role of the leader, you know, I, I, I most definitely see it these days as collaboration, facilitation and coaching. They're what I see as the leadership approach that works in today's world. Command and control. Coaching, you see, when it comes to facilitation and coaching, you can have different styles of coachings. There's certain people, people new to the business, people who maybe are not as motivated, maybe don't have as much ability. They still need to maybe to be to be told things. They still need advice and guidance. But the crux of it is the leader and the leader understanding this and knowing when is appropriate to ask a person if they need advice or guidance. And then, you know, maybe there's a little bit of control that the leader has to take in that situation. But where people are very motivated, very able, very engaged, it's all about ask and listen. It's about coaching and facilitation and no command and control is not necessary when you get people to that point right okay now the other point of interruption i wanted to make was when you started saying that uh people who have freedom to be creative are more engaged <clears throat> from your perspective working with people like this why is that true what actually happens there okay so we're going into like the lean the lean use of the lean tools and techniques now okay so for example, I'll give you an example of maybe uh, process mapping is a great one, right? So an organization has an um, issue with efficiencies and um, there's lots of problems. They're firefighting. And let's say uh, they want to figure out why. So in terms of the work I do, we will we will figure out you know what the process is that's problematic. We will bring people together. So maybe representation from different departments in the organization. So, for example, if it's an onboarding process um, and we're talking about you know, the organization has issues with maybe staff retention, with maybe mistakes that are being made by new employees, things like that. So let's say we say, right, the onboarding needs improvement. We need people to be more capable and we need them to be capable quicker and, and cut out these problems. So we bring people, let's say, together from HR, from operations, from finance, uh, from customer management. And we get people to map out their, let's say, onboarding process. And this is such an interactive uh, activity. And it's something that, a lot of the time when I do this, people have never done it before. They've never actually got together with people 
from different departments to look at a process. It, mm. You'd be amazed that, you know, I know it happens in some organizations, but the amount of organizations this never happens in is just outstanding to me. So what happens is you then you take a you're taking a cross-functional approach, you're getting people's perspective from all the different departments, and you're you're using process mapping to map out the process. And you're asking each of the different players from each of the different functions to give their, you know, uh, input on what actually happens and that's to create the current state so you've got people working together standing up around a table actually using you know post-its and writing out the steps in a process something they've never even really been clear on before they may know their own role in a process but they may not be clear on other people's roles so you've really got this creative activity happening here you're putting together a process you know through people speaking up and talking about what it is they do so you know i just think there's a there's huge creativity to that because first of all to get the current state and then when you move into actually analyzing the process and trying to find you know the inefficiencies and trying to find the opportunities for improvement it you've got brainstorming going on then you've got people saying oh well look at this step three we'd actually if we did this in step two we wouldn't need step three so you're taking a whole step out of your process and then you've got people you know saying well um look at what we're doing here look at the hours spent on the manual work here taking the information from these emails and inputting it into Excel, you know, maybe automation is possible here. So you've got people, when you can map out something visually, visual management is a huge element of lean. And when you get people visually working and using lean tools like process mapping, the creativity just soars. And it's so, so beneficial for, for organizations when they can do that. Why? Why is creativity beneficial to organizations? What does it give them? Yeah. So when teams have the autonomy to do this kind of work and to really take control of a process and ownership of the process, they 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 start to feel, wow, I'm trusted now to my my opinions are valuable. Um, I'm being heard. So now's the time to say what I think in terms of this, how this process can be done better. So maybe up until this point, maybe people have talked about in the background, oh, if only we had this, if only we could do this. Um, they know themselves what can make a process better, but maybe they're fed up with saying it because it just goes nowhere and there's no structure and no platform with which to bring their ideas to in order to get something changed in a process. So when you've got something like process mapping, it's a very structured approach. You've got a facilitator who's actually documenting all the different ideas and thoughts that are coming from people. Then that creativity, when that starts coming out and people start seeing their ideas heard, then they get really engaged. Yeah. And then they really start really going, wow, ideas are being heard here. We're going to do something about this. So the engagement soars. And when you've got creativity and you've got engagement, you've got real innovation. You've got really good ideas coming out because people are like, this is, this is, they're, we're take, they're taking us seriously now. You know, my, my opinion matters. And then obviously creativity is really important within processes in order to find a better way to do things because otherwise we just keep doing things the same way we've done for years and, and nothing changes and yeah. organization yeah get stuck yeah 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 it's that old einstein quote right you keep on doing things the same thing way over and over and over yeah you're never going to get a different result exactly. earlier you mentioned um <clears throat> the concept of on ongoing learning or lifetime or continuous learning i often think of learning itself as a creative process because you're literally creating new pathways in your brain from your perspective, why is ongoing or continuous learning so important and how does that tie into the creativity of lean? Yeah, so so on a personal level, uh, ongoing learning is huge because it's it's back to, I suppose, I, I don't know if you're familiar with um, some of the psychology models that talk about uh, comfort zone, mm. uh, 
fear zone, learning zone, that learning zone model. I think it was Vygotsky came up with that years ago. And I think that's a really good way to explain it. So a lot of people sit in their comfort zone in in personalizer and work. And sometimes that's a lovely place to be. It's really, you know, safe. Um, there's no you know big challenges in life. You have a routine and it's really comforting. <laughs> but for a lot of people, I mean, we're human. And I think a lot of us get bored sitting in that comfort zone. A lot of us want to experience more in life. So we feel we start to get agitated and we start to feel, oh, routine, it's boring. I need more. I need to do something more. I need to develop myself a bit more. So they start to want to move out of that and they start to want to move into the, the learning zone. But in order to move across from the comfort zone into the learning zone, you have to pass through the fear zone. So really you need the right supports you need the right leadership you need the right uh you know people around you to help you get through that fear zone and not get stuck in it because if you get stuck in the fear zone it's an awful place to be because you're living life in constant dissatisfaction and, and with everything and everyone um sometimes it'll be so scary you'll move straight back into your comfort zone but when you have people and resources uh, and you can push yourself through that fear zone, you get into the learning zone. And the learning zone is the place where people really uh, just become engaged in life. Um, they start to want more for themselves. They start to up their own standards in 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 life and if in work, if it's in the workplace. And they start to really see va more value in themselves and self-confidence and self-esteem and all of this really improves because people start to see they have potential and then they start working towards that potential and everything they learn then if in, if we're talking about an organization you know and creativity everything they're learning they're bringing into the organization so if right. they're on a course and studying you know to be a lean green belt and they're learning about all these lean tools and then they're able to bring that knowledge back into their organization and work with the team and and then use that to actively change and influence something for the better it's better for them it's better for the team it's better for the organization so personal learning and personal development is huge. And every every employee needs to be on a personal learning journey for those reasons. All right, great. So it's shortage of ideas. <clears throat> sorry, shortage of ideas is not the problem. Getting them heard seems to be the problem. Yes, you've hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Absolutely. People know their, their work. People know their job inside out. And I mean... In nearly every organization I've worked with, yes, there's sometimes where I need to bring in an idea if it's in terms of automation or certain software, or certain suggestions. But most of the time I'm taking a coaching approach and coaching is really about unlocking what's in people's heads already. It's giving them a, a structure and a platform to work off, to get their ideas heard and understood. Sometimes people have ideas, but they haven't worked through them enough to really understand them. So this idea of coaching people to really get clear on the ideas and to be able to present those ideas in a rational, logical way that makes sense and that makes sense to other people and to the organization is really, really key because a lot of the time, yes, it is getting ideas heard is the problem, but sometimes it's the person themselves being able to present their idea in a way that makes sense to get the idea from A to Z. Right. So the organization actually already has the intellectual capital and is then spending a huge amount of money bringing someone from outside to come and tell them what to do when actually they've already paid for that, they've already got that with their people. Yeah, and I always think, I mean, I call myself a coach more so than a consultant a lot of the time because it's really about, if, if I go into an organization as an external person, I really see my role as to coach individuals and teams within the organization to be able to understand their abilities better, to be able to 
um, you know, bring their own ideas and implement their own ideas ra rather than me telling them, coming in and doing a gap analysis and saying, here's what you need to do differently, do this. That's again, back to command and control. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work telling people and it doesn't. How does that motivate or inspire anybody? It motivates and inspires people when they come up with the ideas, when you give them the time and the space to really think about improvements and problem solving and get them engaged in all of that and feel heard and then be able to go off and have the resources to make the changes and make a process better and improve something, whether it's lead time or whether it's customer satisfaction, uh, whatever it is that they feel then that they have really led on that they feel and they feel they're adding value to the organization and then they'll continue to work hard and be productive because they feel their job is really really valued so yeah awesome yeah there's so much packed into that answer it's got it's got <laughs> you know loyalty uh you know feeling valued re remuneration it's all it's all kind of tangled up which is fantastic so the ceo of a large organization bumps into you uh, while you're having your cappuccino on the corner uh, shop and says to you, Catherine, there's a lot of change going on right now, but I can't afford to bring in a consultant to help us manage this change through the process. And you're only allowed to tell him one thing because, you know, time is money and you're not going to do it all for free. You're going to give them one tip. What out of everything that you've learned over the years, what's the best way to, if you've got a team, unleash that potential into your business? Yeah, I guess one tip is hard because lean is a process, an ongoing process. So the one tip would have to be, I suppose, guide somebody to sort of reset a little bit. So it's to understand. I think the one tip is to start from the start, understand the way things are currently happening. A lot of people try and jump into improvement without understanding what the real current situation is. Mm. So my advice would be understand the reality first, understand you know, what's happening. You're, so look at your strat from all the way from your strategy and your objectives and your targets and how, you know, well you're hitting those. What areas are you doing well in? What areas do you seem to be struggling in? Get clear on those and then get clear. What are the processes related to those? So what processes are, are working well for you? How do you know? Have you got the right metrics in place? All of those things. And once you kind of are aware of what's going well, you're aware of not going well, then you can really start to look, you know, you know, look at what's not going well and match it up to your, your strategy and see, well, in our strategy, what are we doing to address what we know is not doing well? So how, I suppose, go back to the start, look at the reality, get the facts, get the data, get the metrics and figure out the starting point, figure out, a, a, you know, a, a plan uh, to really address what's not going well and all the time involving the people who are doing the work. Don't do it from high level you know, uh, and try and fix everything at high level. If you want to know what's working, what's not working, go to the people who are doing the work. Awesome. I like that. Um, I've, I've started talking a lot about making sure that you're solving the right problem <laughs> before Absolutely. dumping resources. It's the difference between effectiveness and efficiency. Yeah. Effectiveness is solving, you know, the the, the right problems go and, and, the, and working on the right goals and efficiency is just about making things efficient but you could be making the wrong things efficient and not actually you know solving anything at all really yeah Catherine thank you it's been a very fast 20 minutes as usual <laughs> um you've got um something special coming up on your website do you, do you want to uh, tell everybody about that yeah so well I have had a website in the past but I took it down because I felt it didn't represent I went through 
bit of a change myself in terms of what I was offering and doing and all the different services. So I took my website down and I will have a new website out. Hopefully by end of July, maybe into August, I'll have a new website and that will detail all the different types of services that I offer right across uh, lean um, support and leadership supports and team development. And uh, I will have some online courses on there as well. So you can either buy an online course straight out or you can buy a blended online course that actually um, has a coaching element, a one-to-one face-to-face coaching element with me as well. So there'll be plenty of options for people who uh, need some support. Awesome. Catherine, it's been great having you on the show. And you, if you've been listening or watching this and you've enjoyed what Catherine has to say, check out the show notes. You'll find the URL to her New Look website when it comes live there. And of course, you'll be able to find her on LinkedIn. And please don't hesitate to hit the like slash follow button. There's plenty more of these conversations about the real heavy lifting that creativity does in the world. And remember to rebel against the status quo, reject your own assumptions and biases to leave room to create new answers to all those old problems. Until next time, ciao.